that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Greetings and good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Hump Day Vibes with Brock, Byron, and Alex, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Now for our first song, it is Dynamite by BTS. Stay tuned. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. So for today's Reddit question of the week, it is, what's something that happened when you were younger that you just blew off, but later realized how dangerous it really was? Right, before we continue on with that question though, hello, Byron and Brock, how are you? We're back. I'm happy to be back. Aloha. It may be my last week for three weeks, so I'm happy to get in and do this and have a great time with you guys for possibly a while. <laughs> We're going to so, like, quote-unquote, miss you, aren't we, Brock? Yeah, it's going to be sucky not finding <laughs> topics all the time for you guys, hey. Yeah, yeah. we are going to miss him, but, um, uh, you but know what, again, I don't no. think we'll change much, to be honest. Yeah, Alex you're, was you're too a bit shot of a, and... You're a bit of a third man, Byron. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, God, I thought it was number get... one. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> this show just took a dark turn immediately. But anyway, that's what we like to do here. Byron, why don't you answer the question first since you're the man of the hour? Uh, so, actually, when I was younger, it will be definitely when we used to just play games around abandoning building sites and whatnot, playing dodge. Yep. That was probably the worst thing that i could have been doing uh yeah that if i think back to it now that was some of the most dangerous things i could have been doing because i know what's on a work site now like we were just kids we thought we'd just play dodge you know in the afternoon it's an abandoned site no care in the world oh my goodness gracious me one trip and fall and there's a rear bar through my head or something like that mm. that's uh, no never again I remember, like, one time when I was playing as a kid, um, we created this, like, shanty treehouse filled with, like, pieces of metal and wood and all that sort of stuff on, like, the side of this really steep hill. So the entire structure was just leaning against uh, this one tree. But we, oh, it was <laughs> so, so structurally sound. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we were just, we were just master architects. But uh, it wasn't just that. It was just the games that we played there and uh, around the whole area. Because it was, like, right in the middle of the Irish countryside. So that you couldn't really do anything. And uh, we would often have this, like, sort of boys versus girls sort of war going on. And we would, like, march out and start hitting each other with these, like, long plastic tubes or whatever. That really hurt when they hit you, but um, that's just what we did, you know. I like like to get the context. You went out and actively hit women with tubes. I think it's different when you're all, you know, very, very young. (laughs) It's different because I was younger. It's not different. It's bad. (laughs) Now that that I'm older, hitting women is bad. There's literally advertisements saying, you know, don't do that now. (laughs) Yes, but You've it just... was a different time. It no, was a different time. It... <laughs> Shame on you, man. No, that is least... terrible. No, no, no. It was yes. fine. <laughs> that is not fine. No. That is definitely not fine, man. Yeah, it got very dangerous. There's still the advertisement right now saying, boys will be boys type situation. Mm. That's not no, the no, situation. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't as if I was just going out bullying people. It was like this mutual thing going on. We were just play fighting. You've just said to me, when you get hit with it, it hurt a lot. Yeah. And you were hitting each other. We were just hard. We were hard people. You know, that was just the times. 
<laughs> no, that's not just the time situation. That's we're moving on. That's I, I'm enraged by you right now. <laughs> oh wow. Um, well, the one thing which comes to mind, and I was talking to Alex about it before the show. Um, basically, um, it's just Alex was talking about how he used to eat flowers. <laughs> Was this between beating women? <laughs> yeah. When you're like five? Look at the flowers, Lizzie. No, no, no. This was <laughs> The girl behind him. Whack. <laughs> but, no. Uh, you can't do that. No. See, I don't know how dangerous it was, but I used to eat lemongrass. <laughs> Actually, is it dangerous? I don't know. But I I don't know if um it was just me, but I know other people did it as well. But I think a lot of kids ate lemongrass. Now, mm. the reason why I'm going in the direction of this is dangerous is because... We're just eating lemongrass with no regard for human life here. For all we know, that could have had some pretty bad side effects or... Um, no, lemongrass is completely safe for that human have, consumption. That could have led into us just trying something else. Yes. So, and also, like, like flowers, like well, Mr. Alex okay, here. Okay, listen, listen, okay. Mr. Alex will answer you what happened in that situation, that cold, dark day in Northern Ireland. What happened was I was there to eat a... I think it was a um, dandelion... No, 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 or daffodil. What's the What's the name of the big yellow one? Big bird. No. Sunflower. No. <laughs> uh, it's just what I think. I think, it's, I, I think I it think is daffodil. Daffodil. Yeah, it was one of those. And um, I ate the stalk. I didn't eat the flower. The flower would have killed me if I if I ate that. But, yes, it uh, is a daffodil, by the way. I just yeah, googled. Yeah, really. But they, uh, it, kill no, I um, it would kill you if you ate the flower. Yeah, flowers are toxic, man. Like if you just ate the petals of it, yeah, you would die. I, I don't believe you. Get Dr. Google up now. Dr. Okay. Google. I am looking up uh, some stuff right now. Toxicity. I'm pretty sure so, it would uh, kill you. Many cases of poisoning or death have occurred when narcissi bulbs have been mistaken for leeks or onions and cooked and eaten. Yeah. So basically... Uh, the bulbs, not the flower. So Yes, but that's what he just said. Like, just the... I ate the stalk. Okay. That's what I ate. But um, yeah, that was uh, quite a close call. It would have been a hilarious you know, note in my tombstone, though. Yeah, but okay. Going going back to lemongrass Died though, as from a flower. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing bad that could happen with the lemongrass, I mean, you could develop a rash and stuff like that, but it's considered safe. But the worst situation that could happen from it is that, if say an animal defecated on it, right. So that could be the worst yeah, situation exactly. that could happen. So otherwise, it's actually not that bad. And that being said, though, you can get rashes from a variety of things anyway. So cats and dogs, for example, yeah. life. No, it'll just get you one way or the other. Beating women like Alex does. <laughs> that probably can give you a rash. Yeah, it's We do not did. condone the beating of women or, or just, men or anyone. Or in general. Do not do that. Do, literally, <laughs> kids <laughs> fighting with objects? No, no. All kids shouldn't have matter. swords. Unless it's like pool noodles, maybe. You know, that's... Uh, you know, you that, can get a rash from a pool noodle. If you get whacked in the face pretty hard with one. Like, you can I can imagine, say straight like, out. Five-year-olds can't do that, but if you're like seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah, maybe you could do some... You can, no, you, can turn, you can turn it into like some sort of garrote wire in the pool. Ooh, damn, this is actually getting quite dark. Coming <laughs> up night, <laughs> next song. Coming up now is A Boutique Affair by Catholic Guilt. Stay tuned. And that was It's the Funky Power by Remy Nethheim. Hope I said that correctly. And before that was Not Me, It's You by Vanessa Lizama. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! This is Gamesish. 
so what is this with you two nerds talking about a game called Among Us? Please explain. Okay, so Among Us is a space mystery game. Think of a whodunit type situation, but in real time. Uh, it has just actually just hit 1.5 million simultaneous players online. It was an indie game released in 2018 and has blown up in the last, what, six months? Three months? Maybe three months? Uh, yeah, I'd say three months. Essentially, when Isolation hit, some streamers started playing it, and then these bigger streamers picked it up as well, and it's just blown up. And let's just say that is a lot of players online. But, no, it's a... Well, from what I've seen, it's a fun game. The art style's, you know, kind of quirky and not that re- refined, and it's a 2D game. But it's everything that it needs to be for what it is. Yeah. It looks like something that you could have designed on a, you know, a board game type situation as well. Mm, yeah. And the beauty of it is, so, so I... I was watching a lot of videos of it last night. And by last Good night, research. I literally mean I watched two hours of people doing a, like, different let's play, like, you know, sort of videos on it. And it got me hooked just from looking at it because it has all those things where it's like, not like uh, Byron said, it's got, like, the whodunit aspect because there's two imposters and the there's eight crew members. I'm just Googling it now. Yeah, because yeah, you don't need to do your basically, research, do you? the entire point of the <laughs> game is, uh, so it's the crewmates try and find who the imposters are and the imposters try and kill all the um, crewmates. Now, uh, then uh, obviously like each player gets given different jobs to do in the uh, actual gameplay itself, which require different menus to pop up for the players and stuff like that. You know, reconnecting wires, turn the lights yeah. back on... Uh, venting stuff from systems. Exactly, and that's what gives, like, the imposters chances to kill them and stuff like that. Yeah, because when you're doing the tasks, you can't see what's happening around you, so someone might come up and stab you in the back. Yeah, and it's wonderful. once a body is discovered, then they have, like, a little discussion aspect where... Um, I'm downloading it now. Oh, nice. Where, where people have, like, a little discussion when they try and find out who done it, and then they vote them out, which ejects them from the, uh, like, the um, spaceship, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. And just, it's really fun because it... it Gives that sense of, um, like, mistrust, you know what I mean? Between friend groups and stuff like that. And then games only last, like, five or so minutes to ten minutes. Like, it's not very long. Yeah, if you played games, say, Secret Hitler, for example, you have a the same view on, you know, who did it, what not. Because in Secret Hitler, you have the same situation of there's some bad guys among you trying to take over the group, except they're doing it a different way. And mm. it's sim- it's it's similar to but different to games such as Mafia or Town of Salem and stuff like that, where um, you know, like it it's those you're trying to find who the evil ones are. Yeah, and anyways, I think it's a great game, and I do think everyone should be picking this up. If you've got a bunch of friends, I know it's on mobile and it's uh, it's on a few other devices as well, but it's really well designed. And the whole discussion thing, where you has everyone around and people accusing other people of doing things. You know, you, you don't know, and you may trust your friends or not, but, I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, and the reason why I'm bringing this game up, though, is, like Byron said earlier, this has suddenly exploded, basically, on things such as Twitch and YouTube and all that, thanks to, I'm assuming it's a quarantine around the world. And this game came out in 2018. Now, we are late 2020. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, and so this is a two-year-old game, and it suddenly had this massive, massive... Growth. Imagine the future for gaming like that, because this is going to happen again in the future with a different sort of game with your current day advertisers, which are your streamers, you know what I mean? 
They are. And this is what's driving the entire market. It's kind of sad as well at the same time that you can have an indie game that you know for two years does nothing. The developers are probably giving up on it slightly. And then they get this massive uptick of players. They were mm. down to 50 players on the servers at one point, And now they're at 1.5. Well, That's chance is really a big factor, difference. Into, especially for indie games. But I guess so. another interesting piece of news in regards to games comes from the legendary developer Sid Meier's talking about the recent Civilization games. And he said something quite interesting. He said that, well, he doubts that he could make Civilization games today. Oh, you couldn't? No way. How so? Well, Just look the at the market right now. Yeah. So, Firstly, time. So, yeah. okay, okay, let's look at the base core structure of Civilization. Turn-based. Grand strategy game. Yeah, a very large, long game. Mm-hmm. Firstly, imagine being coming to a developer or publisher or whatever and going, here's my game. Around, sorry, a whole game takes 20 hours. I'm sorry, you said what to me? 20 hours for a game? Like, I'm sorry, as a publisher, I would look at that and go, that's not viable. What game out there, apart from that game, for one whole, you know, game, so to speak, takes 20 hours? I can't think of anything else. What, in terms of complete just like one game or the story or keep whatever? The, play, keep, you know, play through the whole one campaign one round so to speak as in the well the thing is though like grand strategy games will always take ages to complete that's the thing but i wouldn't want uh, him to change the formula for civilization drastically because that franchise got really popular for a reason and those fans will always still be there as well yeah but the game came out in a time where processing power limited what you could do so this was an actual ideal situation to do it Mm. but in now terms everyone wants their action straight away every 30 seconds they want to be you know, in the action happening. Yeah. That game doesn't have it. I would and say it's a though, certain mindset required for it. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I wouldn't want him to just, or I wouldn't want the um, Firaxis games to just pursue it for the sake of following a trend of just instant uh, entertainment. Like, sometimes, like, players do enjoy just a slower-paced grand strategy game. And uh, for me, it's... I guess such franchises are always very important because those were the ones that initially got me into gaming. But... I would say when it comes to all of us, we tend to have we tend to play different games depending on what mood we are or what time available we have to us. Like sometimes we want, you know, a five minutes instant entertainment, like you know, with a modern shooter or anything like that. Or if we got a weekend to kill, we could play like a grand strategy game. Yeah, I'll, I can say straight out, I don't think twenty hours is worth my time for mm. one so-called game. If I'm in there for maybe two hours, fair enough. Yeah, but it's like you can still like save it and then exit out. It's not like you have to play it all in one sitting. That being said, though, what's the difference between, say, having a 20-hour game and having a open-world game? Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of the uh, recent RPGs take ages to complete, especially some of their stories. Yeah, and I'm, g- I'm going to use Minecraft as the example here. So it's a sandbox game, obviously, and that goes well above 20 hours. Yeah, and that's an infinite game. That's defined as infinite, and you're slowly progressing through... And that's it, though. But when you're playing Civ, you're going through this one game, so to speak. You know, one mission where you've got your certain area and then doing the conquering and whatnot. And then you've got your next one after that, where you lose what everything else you did. If you look in the open world situations, you're keeping everything you've got. Yes, but what's the difference between, say, spending 20 hours uh, playing a Civ game and spending 20 hours mining in a cave, getting the blocks, then building a house? And then repeating that over again, but with a different building. What's the difference between that and playing a different game of Civ? Well, in the open world thing, you're dealing with other players mostly. That and there's a okay. So I'm I'm going to say finite end, well non-finite end. Civ has a mm. finite end, and that's the 
I guess the problem, because once you conquer the world and that's it, well, there's yeah. nothing else that exists in the world there. Well, the thing is, though, as well, when I do like that as well, because I don't want a game that just goes on endlessly until you, the only reason when you stop playing it is when you just gradually lose interest. And that happens with a lot of multiplayer games. But with uh, games that either ones that you make your own story or any single player games, you finish it when you just, you finish your campaign, you finish your story, and it gives you like a nice sense of closure to it as well. But um, it's the same thing with Total War games as well. Like when you complete the campaign, you can just start a new one. It's just, it really just depends on the mindset of the player. But I think any grand strategy franchise, they're never going to be completely mainstream. They'll be quite popular, but they won't, they'll never reach that tier of popularity. Look, Civ sold really well. Yeah. But its demographic was actually the older demographic. Mm -hmm. And I can say straight out, watching friends play it, especially a friend of mine, Brad, he would invest 20 hours into one campaign, so to speak. And then he'd hit the end of it and realize that at, say, 10 hours in, he stuffed up dramatically. And that affected the whole other time. I'd rather play a game that I can have two hours of and then, okay, cool, that's done. Continue on with the next thing. Mm. Or say I'm playing GTA, I'm doing my one mission may take an hour to do and that's it it's just that we got to get this you know you got to finish things <coughs> the finish time corona your finish time has to exist somewhere mm. and then the finish time with that is 20 hours is a round term but usually it drags out even longer than and that again though it depends on because uh, how you set up the game for a civilization because you can either have the map really small and the turn times really quick or you can start off at certain periods in history or you could make the map absolutely massive, have turn times really, really slow, and a huge amount of civilizations to face off against. So then again, though, when it comes to the, the question of playtime and all that, you can customize that to make it more convenient for you. See, uh, it's good that you uh, brought that up about, you know, obviously the whole, like, section of 20 hours versus, say, 2 hours or something like that, because that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment with my gaming experiences. So I'm slowly going through my... Um, my team career mode on the Formula One game, like the most recent one. And the way I've got my thing set up is when I do my session of gaming, my thing is, all right, I'll do one race and then that's my uh, session done for the thing. And I have a sort of added time limit sort of thing on this like uh, playthrough because I've got three practices to get through, which are hard 30-minute time limits. Then you've got your qualifying and then you've got the race. So by the time I do all those sort of things... I have a chunk of maybe two and a half hours of playing this game. And then I'm like, right, that's a decent chunk, which is a hard limit of a time. That's a good session for me. Yeah, so and I can totally understand why people like that sort of aspect. And it's complete. Yes. It's a complete thing. Well, And then I do the next race. But that being said, though, it's still doing one, it's complete, then it's next and doing another. You know what I mean? So it makes a lot of sense as to why that's how things are and they're as big as they are. And... I I just think things have to be complete quicker. That's about it. At least having a finish point where it can launch onto another point. Well, I guess for me, my final thoughts on it, I just hope that developers aren't entirely focused on appealing to the mythical wider audience. Focus on what made their franchises popular to begin with and be loyal to those fans that made it popular. But nah. that's just my personal thoughts Make on what it. you want. Yeah. As a developer, make what you want, what you'd want to play. That's my opinion of it. Ooh. Anyway, coming up now is... I Hope I Know by Sabine Tapia. You've been listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brockbine and Alex driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. We'll be right back. Hey, 
And that was Latour Gold. Ooh, rose Gold Sheets. My bad. And before that was <laughs> Matilda Pearl, Your Touch. You listen to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle. 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex driving you home. So we're going to get straight into the lovely topic of Nerd Talk. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. <laughs> we could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. And this week on Nerd Talk, we are talking the boys. The boys! Now, firstly, I... Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's on Amazon and it's pretty amazing. Uh, they released the full first season in one whole block so we could all binge it. And this time they're releasing it in a weird three-episode chunk and then... A weekly. A, yeah, weekly installment, which is more TV-based, which I it's think is not, terrible. It, it's nothing new in regards to doing that for um, streaming services. They did it quite a few times on Netflix. I don't think it's the right move. Yeah, it depends really what your tastes are, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll always be invested, though, because The Boys is amazing. No, I, in my belief of how TV shows should be now, if you're going direct to streaming service, why not just dump it as a whole block? Mm. Why not? I mean, yeah, okay, everyone's got to come back every week. If Say, you're like me, who just, you know, only has one streaming service. Wouldn't you rather just have a one-dump situation where you can binge the whole lot and then be like, okay, I'm moving on to the next one? I would prefer that. Absolutely, but uh, there's nothing really we can sort of do about it. But let's talk about our thoughts towards the show itself. Okay, uh, the new characters? Yes. Okay, firstly, I'm I'm very confused by them. What one in particular are you thinking about? There's a certain hero that I'm very confused about because I thought they were going to be better than what they were. You talking about Stormfront? Yes, I am talking about Stormfront. Yes, that was who I was going to say. <laughs> Just to clarify, Brock hasn't watched it, nor is he going to watch it. Ah, he's despicable. I am very confused by this character because it came out as a girl power telling the truth about everything, but then there's another side to her that is a lot darker. I don't know how I don't know how that was sort of a surprise to you. Like just looking at her costume and her mannerisms, it was clear that she was going to be a murderous psycho like all of them. Yeah, but not that level. It's so good though. Like someone that can rival Homelander. On psych, on like a psychopathic level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you put it that perspective, yes. That is going to be so fun because they're definitely going to clash a lot. But then again, though. So, going back to it, what is the thing that appeals to you the most about the boys in general, the TV show? Uh, it would be the the portrayal of heroes where everyone idolizes them, but the truth is they're actual monsters. Yeah. Cause... And showing this as a you know in society sense, and how could so a hero realistic. be so like, like that? It's unrealistic to assume that someone who has that level of power would just be a good person. Because that wouldn't be true. Like, you can imagine if you had the power of a god, what's stopping you from being 100% good all of the time? Good question. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, of course, the it's the age-old question of, like, what if we have, like, an evil Superman? And to be fair, I think every other movie and TV show should just stop trying to do an evil Superman because Homelander just trumps all of them. <laughs> no, no, he has, he has. Uh, you, it's funny you mentioned, though, before that, you know, that they're all terrible. I think they're different in their different perspectives. They're, you know, some are bad and some are worse. Let's look at A-Train, yeah. for example, who's a speedster. Now, yeah. the reason he was bad, so to speak, is because... He accidentally killed 
Huey's girlfriend for yeah, us. Yeah, which, you know, is the whole premise of why he's in it. Uh, so the reason why A-Train is bad, though, is because he's substance abusing. Yeah. Now, if we go back to the reason why he was substance abusing, it was so he could be the best. Yeah. And if he wasn't the best, he'd lose the seven and then the whole, you know... And that's the thing I love about situation. the show. The the boys, it, it pokes fun at, but also taps into many problems in modern society, like our obsession with celebrities at the moment. But also, like, it tapped into, when you look at Adrian, the problems that many athletes fe- uh, face when it comes to that pressure of staying on top. Um, yeah, and the way he was staying on top was his cheatings. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what happens. Now, if we look at, say, The Deep, which is another character, let's look at, let's say, Aquaman. That's the equivalent of it. Mm-hmm. It's a nice story arc, and from where he started to where he is now... A celebrity basically hitting rock bottom. Yes. But not just that, though. His biggest idol, so to speak, making him feel uncomfortable in his own body. Mm. And it is body shaming against him that he doesn't... We don't actually see that happening until the very end, which the comment was made by Homelander. Cover yourself up, your skills that's are showing. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And that... If you look at that perspective... I think that's terrible. So he's been kind of brainwashed by someone that he idolizes, mm. saying that, you know, it's part of his body, which it's just guilt. It's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I don't know why we're going to have, say, Homelander, who he knows is a psychopath, is just going, oh, no, your guilt's disgusting. Cover him up. That's it. That well, shouldn't that's be the case. Though. Like, Homelander, he, uh, he's one of those characters that knows that if he wants something, he can just get it because he basically has unlimited power. And uh, so in order to get what he wants, he intimidates or bullies others to, yeah, to achieve his own ends. But then again, though, Homelander also, you can feel sort of sorry for him from a lot of his, from his upbringing, because he was basically, he was born and raised in a lab, and that can really mess with your psyche. Yeah, yeah. So you can understand him as well. Of course. Uh, And if you do actually look what he's got and what he's trying to be, and I mean, him meeting his son, if you haven't watched season one, well, too bad. It's too late now. Because he meets his son. Because he has a son. Surprise. And there's a bit more to it. But yeah, he actually entices, well, enrages his son to bring... Show his powers. Yeah, show his powers, which is an unknown for the kid, which is awesome at the same time. Did you see that when he, when he, like, Homelander got pushed by his son, you can see that level of delight in his eyes. Yes, you actually have powers. Oh, yeah, because it's like, okay, that is my kid, which is amazing. But it's also at the same time, he's the first kid that we know of that has powers. Mm. And the whole thing is, what was the... Serum called? Uh, compound V. Yeah, Compound V, which is, turns out, heroes are made, not born. Mm, whereas this hero was born. Yeah, which, I mean, where did Compound V come from? Well, we know it's scientists people, and you find out really early in that. That's not a spoiler. You know, you're going to find it out, and it's mm. not that big a deal. Yeah, but I guess, though, we don't want to delve into spoilers too much, but we're really looking forward to see how this season turns out, because it is going to be great. I would say that the, the the boys is just this fantastic, really dark satire of the modern world and our obsession with celebrities and superheroes, and it is such a timely show. How do you feel about the Bill, uh, Billy Butcher, though? Yes. You know, Carl Urban, which, by the way, he's I love a, him. He's a lovely, he's a oh, brilliant character. I actually, I think he's awesome. I just, every show he's in, I mean... Carl Urban's, I, I think... Um, I, Billy Butcher, I think that's Carl Urban's best role so far. That was, it's one of those ones where he was really allowed to shine because for most of the time Carl Urban tends to be like a side character, and oftentimes he's sort of like uh, held back by a badly written script and all that. But this one, you can see the full range about of what he's capable of as an actor. 
I don't know. I really liked him in Judge Dredd, to be honest. Well, Dredd, though, he was also kind of strict about it because he was, you know, wanting to be as close to the character as he can. And Dredd doesn't really show that much emotion apart from, you know, just a grimace or some rage or whatever. You're yeah, never going to see a happy Dredd. I guess. Look, I... Like, he's fantastic in Dredd, but Billy yeah. Butcher is definitely Carl Urban's best role. He's definitely the highlight of it for me. Mm. One of the highlights. I mean, Homelander is amazing as well. But anyways... If you haven't watched it, I say check it out. Get into it. Now, okay, because I haven't actually done a movie review in a while, what would you rate this out of 10? <sighs> At least a five. <laughs> okay. Remember, you haven't watched it, so you uh, can't vote. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's at least a five because like, that's that's average. So <laughs> Honestly, like there are certainly things you can nitpick about the show if you're really, really serious about it. But I would say The Boys for me is just so damn good. For me, it's 9.5 out of 10. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I would probably go probably an 8.5 because it's not going to appeal to everyone. Yeah. And that is the problem. It still it doesn't have that mass appeal, but it's very close to it in my opinion. And if you're, and also if you are a bit squeamish with the violence and a bit more of a dark subject matter, it's probably not for you, this show. Okay, I'm not going to watch it then. <laughs> That's going to be my reason as to why I'm not watching it. Yeah, he's a pacifist. Yeah. He doesn't like violence. Exactly. <laughs> why <laughs> just give it a go man <laughs> okay we're going to go to our next song it is uh, Remy I don't know how to say the other thing Remy Niathum uh, no, Alex who? knows how to say it why did you put a weird song in here again what are you no no like? it was me I put it in oh, there did you? Oh. but uh, Alex knows how to say it it was the sort of um, Nordic sounding one um, Nithayim let me see this yeah, we'll, we'll get, Nithayim we'll yeah, yeah Nithayim I'm going to guess Nithayim. that fishbowl this is Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. That was see-through bedsheets. And before that, KDA, the baddest, and Apocalyptica. Apocalyptica. Yes, I said it right. Uh, talk to me. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM, with Brock, Byron, and Alex on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. You already said Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Okay, anyways... Uh, a topic that has just been, well, an article I just found was about seasonal pickers and fear for the seasonal workers' supply was just, you know, I found it in The Guardian just then. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, the topic we're going to talk about, though, is since we're just, you know, we're recent graduates or just about to graduate, but being at university, if we had some sort of easy system that was available at university, which I guess we value, say, you know, you could have an quota of say 5,000 students or something like that per university where everything's organized for you to go stay in the country somewhere and do seasonal pickings over the summer or whatnot would you do it it's all and, and just to clarify it's really reasonably paid it's full-time you do 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 a lot of work but it's full-time and yeah and there'll be a lot of you going it depends on what your plans are in life i suppose like if you had a lot of stuff already on your plate over the course of the summer it probably wouldn't be advisable, but if you were sort of uncertain on where to go to in the future and uh, find something just to travel somewhere new or take your mind off things and go out to the countryside, I think that might be a good thing. Yeah, I'd just like to clarify, this is just, you go out there as a group, you know, you right. go drive down there still. So is this going to be like some sort of like commune? No, 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 no. So, so say <laughs> there's, you know, farm picking somewhere and you go, they need, say, 100 workers. So you get 100 uni students that, you know, all around the same age. You go out there together and you spend the whole summer, you know, picking fruit or whatever it's required out there. And then from there, you 
go you might have to go to another place as well together and just pick more fruit somewhere or do something else that's required and it's just a job for the summer essentially where you are set for the entire uni year would you do that yes rock i'm gonna say yes straight away just for the fact that um not me but my cousin so for the last or not for the last but over the like the many years ago now because they've obviously got a full-time job now but um for, I don't know, maybe last four to five years, they were doing, like, grain stuff with CBH. And um, they were doing that essentially during the summer. And then they were going to uni and whatnot. And during that whatever, however long, like, what, two, three months or whatever it was, like, period, that financed their entire year for, like, four to five years. Yeah. And that money wasn't just them just to live up in Perth and stuff like that. That was them actually still being able to go and afford holidays and stuff like that and all along the lines. So just from the money that they have, um, like, told me about and what they were doing, like, absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, that's getting almost a year's, like, year-to-date, like, income in only a span of a few months. Yeah, and that seems like, all, I mean, you, you know, whole year income as in you're working casually – here and there versus you go work full-time for the whole summer. But I look at it as a great way for everyone to see the country, for example, as well. You go out, say, Margaret River, you might go to the Wheat Belt, see, you know, might not be anything out there, let's be honest, as well, though. But you might get to see a few places, you know, and you might get to explore a little bit, meet some new people because you're working together. You're at the same university anyway. Seems like a pretty good thing to do. And I think it would be a good opportunity for one, especially when you're all like occupied by the stress of university and jobs in like the urban environment. It would be a good way to sort of, you know, give your mind a bit of a break, I suppose. Oh, and it actually gives people experience in the working industry, yeah. which a lot of people don't get when they're at university. Some people are struggling to find jobs right now. Yeah, because yeah, a lot I know of right says now, like it requires three years of this. And this yeah, and but I know there's people out there right now that need work and there's also jobs available. Well, not right now for everyone right now because they're kind of milking the subsidies that are happening. But soon they're going to need it all. So let's, you know, maybe send them down there. Maybe if someone's listening right now that wants to organize something with the universities to get students here, get the stalls up and say, hey, look, we need people to work at these places over the summer. Why don't you do it? You be the change that you want to see, Byron. We're right behind you. We'll just watch while I look at this. Oh, well, thanks. Among Us. Wait, what? I'm, no, I just got Among Us open on my phone, so I'm just, like, occupied by this right now. On live radio? Yes, because we're very professional on this show. Okay. Awkward silence. Yeah, uh, we're going to go to our next song. Here's <laughs> Limo Drifter. Chorus on Mars. Choir. 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 Oops, my bad. Sorry, Sounds like a chorus, too. Okay? Are you okay today, Byron? I'm just a little sad, because I'm leaving soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Vibes and Ready for Metal. Stay tuned. And that was All My Friends by Great Gable. And before that, we had Lift Off by Laboku, Fire Goes Out by Vacation Club, and Friend in the End by Ollie English. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes and Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. Now we're heading on to five o'clock, so we're just about to say goodbye. But before we end up doing that, though, Byron, you have a bit of an announcement to make. Yeah, I am uh, going FIFO. So I am going <gasps> to be... Why did you leave us? Yeah, leaving you guys for every three to four shows, so to speak. And so this is your last one for at least three to four weeks? Uh, if everything goes to plan, yes. Because I'm supposed to be leaving Monday. And then I'll be back every 
fourth week, so to speak. Yeah. So a once a month special, basically, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which <laughs> it's not ideal. I love being on the show, but at the same time, life goes on. And I mean, when you think about it, it's been close to two years now with us three. So and to be fair, yeah. two us with the you know two years with the pair of us that could be too much for any person to cope with. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm over two years now, aren't I? Yeah, it's just like I'm way more than that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, unfortunately, that's where I'm at now. Which... Like, because when you're in close proximity to uh, Brock and myself, you know, every person has their breaking point. Yeah, especially and, uh, the weird places you take us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this show goes to weird places right now, especially <laughs> when he's in control I think here. Is that when, since we have this uh, person that is controlling us while controlling the show to make it more suitable for radio, with his absence, ooh, it's going to go off I'm the rails. Concerned. It's going to go off the rails so many times. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is, though. That's life, I guess. So, yeah, so Byron's going to be gone for at least three weeks, maybe four, depending on if everything settles out. So it'll just be Alex and I for the next three weeks or so. Who knows if Alex might decide to not appear on one of the shows or I might not appear. We never know. We're, we Honestly, we haven't had a a very set schedule for the three of us over the last That's couple of months. That's because we're all just lazy. No, 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 no. no. We've been getting sick. That's yeah. what's happened. Yeah, and we... Obviously, yeah, because of current sick. day, we've honestly we've got to be as careful as possible. Yeah. So, but it is what it is, though. But anyway, so that is it for today. We'll see you again next week, same time, three to five PM, Radio Free Man at one hundred seven point nine FM with Hump Day Vibes. We're gonna go now. We're gonna leave you with Frankenstein by Gosh. But before that happens, check us out on Spotify. We're on there right now. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and a few other places. Uh, where else are we? Uh. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That's the one. Uh, Anchor, your favourite podcasting platforms, you know, we're on there. But mostly Spotify. Anyways, <laughs> this has been Brock Byron, Alex, Hump Day Vibes. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good night. Au revoir. Adios. Gazelle time. No, not Gazelle. That's excuse me. I beat us in. I beat us in. <laughs> Drive okay. safe, everyone. Drive That's safe. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>